Hey, welcome to episode two of The Sound Table. I'm your host, Austin, and I'm joined by Miranda. Hey, guys. And we are super excited because today we have our first ever guest episode. So we're going to be hosting Alan and Steven from the band Joan. For those who may not know Joan, they're an indie pop duo based out of Little Rock, Arkansas. They're incredibly talented and they write some of the catchiest songs I've ever heard. They've gained popularity over the last five years and currently have over 100 million streams. And they're sitting right above a million monthly listeners at the time of recording this podcast. They produce everything that they write. They write it all themselves. So I'm really, really excited for us to chat with them and get to hear a little bit about their experiences and their workflow and what they've gone through as an artist. We've personally been fans of these guys for years, so we're really excited to chat with them and host them on the podcast. We hope you guys enjoy this episode with them. Please Please welcome welcome Joan. All right, it's finally here. We are here with our first guest ever on the podcast. Thank you so much to Joan. We're here with Alan and Steven. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Round of applause (laughs) for Make Pop Music for having us. Thank you. We're big fans of you. And uh, yeah, we're so glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, honestly, it's it's an honor. So, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of y'all's music personally for a long time. And then I know we had kind of connected through the Facebook group probably about a year ago. I can't. Was it Andrew that connected us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew, Andrew was TMing on a tour we were on on um, the Aces. No, uh, floor tour. I think it was floor tour. And um, yeah, Andrew, I guess he tagged us, and and someone had asked a question about one of our songs or production or something, and he was like, "Hey, I can just ask the guy. I'm friends with him on Facebook." And so <laughs> that I was. I yeah. literally went back and looked today. I was like, "It was somebody had asked how you made like the certain like '80s roadsy key sounds," and yeah. uh, I can't even remember which song, but yeah, you guys hopped right in, and then ever since then, y'all have been pretty active in there. And yeah, dude. We get a lot of questions about y'all's music. It's kind of you know y'all are dialing in that kind of indie pop '80s '90s pop meets current stuff. So uh, it's it's been really really cool having you guys in there and then just kind of chatting on the side. So yeah, I'm sure today we'll chat about all kinds of stuff. We'll chat about you guys. We'll chat about kind of how you started. But let's just go ahead and and jump right in. And if you want to just take a couple minutes to tell everybody kind of who you are, what you do. Uh, I'd love yep. to hear it myself. Sweet. I'm Alan. This is Steven. Hi. Um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, so we met, um, how many years ago is that now? Long time ago. 2002. No, in about 2015, I think we met, and then um, we were in separate bands and kind of uh, uh, played shows together. Little Rock has almost zero music scene, so it was like anytime anybody plays music in, in Little Rock or Arkansas, it's like you 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 know who it is and um so anyway we, we became fast friends through playing shows kind of uh together with our separate bands and um yeah i graduated school alan was doing it full time already and he was like one of the only guys i knew that was was doing it and, and crushing it and uh we kind of got together to write film and tv music and um wrote take me on which was uh, our first single and we were like oh this is a band. This is a band. We must right. call our bands right now and quit and start <laughs> start a new one. <laughs> um, so at that time, what kind of what kind of music were your bands doing? Was it kind of similar? And this was just kind of like a meld of the two, or did y'all kind of come from from slightly different backgrounds? They were they were both more alt, I would say, um, okay. than, than what Joan is doing. Um, 
mine was a four piece. It was called Brothers and Company, and it was like a um, basically a, a college like alt rock band kind of thing. Right. And um, and we we did we did decent. We did decent on Spotify and and had uh, a few really good tours um, that we kind of booked ourselves and kind of did it and uh, and uh, yeah and and one, but once Joan happened, it was like that. It just made sense, you know. Yeah, it was like an instant. Um friend connection and then musical kind of like that like you said when we wrote that first song first day we were like oh this is a thing this is not just like a little side like we need to put all of our eggs in this basket and so yeah those are some tough conversations to have but once we had them it, it was the right move so i mean that's all anybody could ever want though is like you can tell immediate you can tell in the first five minutes of writing a song with somebody if it's going to be mm-hmm. a good partnership or not like i've worked 100%. with so many artists and the artists that i kind of continue to work with you know, throughout the years and years. So the artists where it's just super easy, you know, I can send over an idea. It's like first thing we're on the same page. And so, you know, since you guys had that, I'm sure it was, you know, the decision already was made, Yeah. but I'm honestly a little surprised to hear that y'all met in 2015 because just looking from the outside, you guys seem like y'all have been like lifelong best friends. Like I know that y'all both have families now. I know that, you know, you'll hang out all the time outside of touring and music. And that's something that I don't see from every band. Mm. Yeah. So when you, I, I was coming in thinking, honestly, I was like, it would not surprise me if they were, you know, childhood friends. Yeah. But uh, mm. it's really cool, cool that you guys came from, you know, slightly separate musical backgrounds and then you were able to meet in the middle. And uh, it looks like it's working out, you know? Yeah, it's it has. Well, and that's that's part of, I think, the we talk about it because people ask us, like, do you guys have like band fights? And we're like, no, because I think he he's really good at certain things and I'm really good at certain things. And we just kind of like help assist in those areas but really we kind of like stay out of each other's ways and just let each other shine in those areas and there's like so much that he's good at that i'm like i'm not going to add that much value so i'll just let you take and run with it and so we just kind of like we work really well together basically is what i'm saying and um and it helps that we both like fit as friends really well so it's like a natural like we're always goofing off and like we don't really take ourselves that serious yeah yeah, it, it was honestly crazy. Like whenever we first met, it, it literally felt like we knew each other for you know for ever. Yeah. And so and 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 I I think uh, we don't take it for granted. We we try to like be as uh, thankful as possible that one we're in a band that we're like we're best buds and we also work really well together. You never find that, and we know you never find that. So it's like mm-hmm. it's cool and and special to have that that. Um, connection kind of yeah. with somebody and, and you know as a business partner and as a as a friend so yeah that's half yeah. of it half of its business as you guys know right. like right. yeah that was actually one of our questions and Miranda had written this question because you know we're a partnership we're married and we run make pop that's music true. together and like I've done musical acts with friends and like sometimes those lines can get really blurred and so we had on on our sheet of paper that you guys have kind of already answered was like mm-hmm. just how do you separate those friendships from each other when you're in band mode versus when you're in we're gonna have our families together to have dinner mode you know it's <laughs> like do you cross those boundaries very often or do you tend to like leave the music in the studio and then just have companionship outside of that. Well, that's, that's probably the deeper question, which is, <laughs> is it, how easy is it for us to turn it off? And right. that it's hard for me to turn it off. I mean, I'm L- Lola's like, so, my wife Lola is so gracious with mm-hmm. me and like, we'll be walking the dogs and our little girl and I just shut up for like f- five minutes and she can tell them in my head. And I'm like, 
she's like, she'll literally now just go, are you writing a melody? And I'm like, yeah, sorry, hold on. Give me like, <laughs> give me like two seconds. And I'm like, you know, voice memo real quick. And I was like, okay, say, I'm back. your voice yeah. memo. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the parallels are uncanny. She knows like, He'll like he'll be like, um, I need, uh, I'll be right back, babe. I'm like, okay. Just disappeared in the studio and for then, like five minutes. Yeah, and then I can hear him on his phone. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I it say that to Lola. I'm like, hey, you go ahead and go to bed. I'm gonna turn my, I'm, I'm gonna turn my stuff off in the studio. And then like two hours later, I'm laying down. But, um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think both of our wives, Hannah, his wife, and and Lola, are both really cool about it. And we do. I mean, we try to turn it off. Like we we just went to this lake house um, last weekend to celebrate Stephen's birthday and just like hang out and kind of decompress. And you know, I feel like we did a pretty good job at turning yeah. turning it off. Because I mean, you're so like we both have what seven and eight month old babies, mm-hmm. so it's like you're kind of all hands on right. deck anyway. Um, but at like dinner, we're trying to justify a, a write off for, right. for a business meal, you know, and things like that. So yeah. that's kind like of just be- write one song together. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. That's kind of the beauty of it, though, is like, I mean, our, our wives get it and uh, they get that we can't really turn it off. And so it's like, you know, we it doesn't feel like there needs to be a ton of separation and, until they're, you know, until it needs to be shut off a little bit. But Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of nice to be able to to feel like we can think about it freely all the time and not not have to get home and that's we're done with work for you know for, forever because I I would really struggle with that and so right um, so and our studios work. are in our houses right. so it's like there's only so much separation that can <laughs> physically happen. Yeah, I mean I feel you. I'm, we're kind of the same way in that like we're both pretty gracious with each other. Her specifically with me, where like. We'll be eating dinner and I know that I don't want to talk about the business, but like I'll have an idea for something or like I have just talked to an artist that I'm like super excited with. And I'm like, I know this is not the time, but I got to ramble for like five minutes. And she's pretty good (laughs) to just kind of let me do that. And then, uh, you know, I think as as long as you're able to kind of turn that off and be present when, you know, the time calls for it and and you have somebody in your life who's understanding and then even y'all with your friendship to each other outside of the band. Yeah. It's like being a creative and being a business owner is you kind of just have to take it when you get it. You know, you can't just turn that on and turn that off. So it's hard. Yeah. An idea comes, it's it's good to have somebody gracious enough to let, just let you explore that for a minute. Yeah. Well, That's what I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead. You can't really be creative and like turn it off. It's like when it comes, it comes. You don't really like get to choose totally. to be creative nine through five, you know? I know. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's probably the biggest difference between like a... Um, it sound, almost sounds derogatory, and I don't mean for it to, but like a layman or or the normal job, you know, whatever whatever mm-hmm. your perception of that is that isn't in the creative world, like even as any entrepreneur, like even as just like if you were creating any business, like your mind is like it's your baby. Like you're trying to like right. shepherd this thing to become a bigger, you know, legacy thing. And for us, we're always trying to figure out how to make this a not a five-year band, but a 20-year band, like whatever that looks like, you know? And so, um, I don't know, it just takes a lot of thought and comfort and care and nurturing. And so it's hard to, hard to turn that off. <laughs> and like you said, Miranda, yeah, like your my, my brain, especially with melodies, they come literally out of note. Like it's any, ask any songwriter, any artist, like it just falls from the sky sometimes. And mm-hmm. I have no idea where it comes from and it just happens. And so it's like in that moment, I just need to rec- record the nugget of the idea and then I'm then I can kind of come re- like revisit it later but yeah. right. anyway that's why you I guys have, have the eight. best melodies so oh, I feel like thank that's, you <laughs> that's like thank you good that you do that yeah <laughs> yeah I, I do want to talk about melody and, and just kind of style in just a bit but before we dive into that 
you were just talking about you'll disappear and record. Y'all are self-produced, right? Yeah, yeah. We we haven't always been. We when we first started, we would take songs about I don't know. I mean, mostly we'd take them like 70, 75% of the way and then always have like a closer come in and help us polish just because we were still new at it and learning how to get good drum sounds or good whatever. But um, right. right around the time that we released Cloudy, we, we worked with a really good buddy of ours, Andy Seltzer, who's a fantastic pop, indie pop. He does it all, um, producer and writer. But he helped us take all of the Cloudy songs over the finish line. And then we we turned around and wanted to do a, kind of an alt, alternative version of that. Um, and so we did Partly Cloudy, and it was all like stripped versions or different versions. And he was just really busy. And so we had asked him to help us with it. But he only got, I think, two songs in and was like, it was just the turnaround time wasn't going to work. So we're like, well, we're going to do it then. This is like a really good test for us. And so that was kind of the first thing that we took over the finish line pretty pretty fully. And then ever since then, all of High and By last year's two EPs that we released um, were all us. Now, we will... We just this year started getting really into like co-writing with other people. Um, it's kind of a whole, that's a whole other thing. But um, some of those people will be like, hey, I'll let me throw some tracks at it. And if we like it, we'll keep the stems and kind of build. But it's been more of like an ad prod kind of, you know, we're, we're still taking the production role, but they're just kind of assist, assisting in that way. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of been the process as of late, yeah. so, which has been fun. It's been fun to like challenge ourselves and, you know, discover like, oh, we can do this been a good confidence boost have you found that that kind of improves y'all's quality of writing and just kind of your workflow in general where you're able to kind of sit with the song a little bit longer rather than getting it to a good pre-pro demo and then you've got a couple days in the studio and then by the time that's done unless you want to throw a bunch more money and time at it you know like you can just if when you're working on something special you can just revisit that nine times and you can come back a week mm -hmm. later and be like those drums don't fit right that that mm -hmm. melody needs tweaking uh -huh. do you find that to be freeing or do you find that you kind of get stuck in that cycle sometimes of like finishing a song <laughs> both <laughs> yeah some sometimes it's like i wouldn't have it any other well either way i wouldn't have it any other way honestly but um there is a freedom in like taking something to like a a point to where your mind is like, okay, I can't possibly work on this anymore. Like, I have no idea where to take this thing to get that polish, that sheen on it. So then we call a guy like you or call a, a buddy and go, hey, can you do your thing and let's see if this together like kind of takes over the, there is freedom in that because um, you can kind of press pause on it and go like, you're not like beating your head against the wall. But right. um, yes, the fact that we control the reins in the end a, we're both pretty OCD about it, and like, I don't really want to give other people like. Even when we were doing more co-production, I still was tuning my vocals because I'm like, I don't want anyone else to like. Half the time, we'd have someone else do it, and it wasn't right, or mm -hmm. you know, it just didn't sound the way I would do it, or whatever. And so, um, I think there's freedom in both, but um, I think overall, yeah, we we like to have control, yeah. <laughs> creative control, and otherwise. Also, for high and by it, just like it really made sense because we were we basically put. A deadline on ourselves to to um, release a song a month. We were also writing and recording and producing those songs at, like month by month, and so it was like we didn't have time to work with another producer, right. and so it was like we we kind of forced ourselves to put our heads down and and one really make it work, and then two like kind of whenever we felt like it was done to be like all right, it's done, let's pass it off kind of thing, and 
And I think that really helped um, us kind of be able to see what that finish line felt like. Um, Right. And um, I mean, because because you can you can sit there and just like pick at it all day. But, you know, once it's once it's uh, ready to be mixed, it's ready to be. You know, it's like it's you can it's only going to get to that point. And and uh you know we we are we're perfectionists but i think um whenever we set a deadline on ourselves it, it like it really it helps. helps us say all right we're done with it and and we feel really good about it so let's move on kind of thing well and the mix i'd say the mix the mix element is really big too i think it's a under um appreciated art for sure in terms of you know when you hear like a song you're like oh the producer and the the writers really made this happen and to a large degree they did but our buddy Matt Huber, who's one of our best friends and a fantastic mixer that lives in Nashville now. He's originally, well, he's from Ohio and then he moved to Arkansas. But um, Maddie's like just as important part of our team. Like there's a moment that we get to on a song where I'm like, okay, the only thing missing from this is my pre-mix can only take it so far. It's got to right. get Maddie's. Because he's also, he, he mixes kind of from a producer creative standpoint. So like there's delay throws and verb throws and things that he'll do to the mix that... I didn't think of and I'm like oh that's a sick effect on the vocal that really made that bridge stand out or whatever and so um, for us that ends up being a lot of times the, the kind of closing polish that it you know needed so yeah a good mix can go a really long way oh totally. my gosh yeah y'all's mixes are incredible that was the first yeah. time when after we had met I had been listening to you guys and y'all were on like a bunch of my summer playlists and stuff like that but I had played it was before High was like finished. It was like yeah. when a couple songs had been released. And I think I played something special uh, in the car and she was like, this sounds nuts. Because <laughs> y'all's production style is not like, it's not super like electronic driven. You don't have like all of these like atmospheric layers where you can kind of hide things behind. So, mm. you know, you're talking about kind of tuning your own vocals. If you have the proficiency to do that, it's it has to be hard to turn that over when you know that my vocals are so high in this mix and mm-hmm. it's something that I can hear the finished product in my head and I have the means to get there. Yeah, It's good that you've developed a relationship with a mixing engineer who kind of understands that he does have rain within limits, but also to kind of trust your guys because you're sending in everything kind of, you know, 95% the way that you want it. Right. And then it's just coming back. But yeah, yeah sending, things to a, sending things to a mixer, do you think that, is it hard to sometimes draw that boundary of like, do we need another guitar layer here or does it just hmm. need to be mixed a little bit bigger and fuller? Like how much do we need to keep adding versus how is this going to sound when it's complete? Right. Well, luckily with Maddie, I can, I can call him at 8 a.m. A, because he wakes up at the butt crack of dawn. But um, <laughs> uh, I can call him at 8 a.m. and go, hey, listen to this. It's the next single. What's it missing? And he'll, and he'll he's really blunt honest with us in like the best way just because we're best buds but um so i do have we do have the luxury of that access with him that maybe if you're working with x huge mixer or not even huge whatever size they may not have um or may not trust um but yeah he he's just he's kind of the secret sauce for us of like i want his opinion to be the last one that we get Mm -hmm. um and sometimes he hears i mean we've sent him like verse chorus demos you know early on going like hey this is just kind of the direction we're going kind of a to get his headspace kind of in the right place um and also just because i trust his ear and he may have like an idea that that we like so yeah. right. answer your question i think it did yeah well, definitely he he was he was like one our our main guy to like 
finish production too whenever we started so Mm. um he's just a really natural person for us to be like you know one hey listen to this you're gonna you're gonna be the one mixing it so you know like it i think it helps him kind of get get there in his mind but also like he knows that any notes are always welcome because he he kind of started it with us so yeah um right so yeah it that that's a special thing that we have on our team for sure he he's a he's a powerful uh a piece a powerful piece of that like kind of our our whole powerful piece of the puzzle there you go (laughs) there you go i love the alliteration so we just talked a little bit about how you added a mixer who's almost more like a co-producer and a finisher to your team and you you know y'all are very honest about how that's kind of helped you improve your workflow what does the rest of the joan team look like like what is it like putting a release together for you guys putting a tour together for you guys how deep does a team like that go with a duo at your level yeah so we have uh, fortunately part of our story um we were really blessed slash lucky to after we released our very first song we got a a facebook message ironically from a guy in london he was like hey i'm a manager my name's johnny i love you guys like i think it was did he hear he heard um it was called with somebody else but it became i loved you first um we'd released it on soundcloud just kind of softly and we oddly got a lot of attention like from industry people from it and so um he facebook messages i'm like who's this random guy and i was like he was like i want to come to your next show and i was like well you can come to our very first show which is going to be in like three weeks that you know from that date so he literally flew in from london to little rock arkansas um him and colin um uh, they were a co co kind of management thing and um we've literally been they've managed us ever since johnny um what a couple a year two years ago um kind of decided to get out of the management game altogether like it was all good and amicable and all that we we still love him and still chat with him quite a bit but um colin is our manager and has continued to be like we haven't he's been our guy from day one. So, um, through them, we got lawyers and booking. We have booking here in America, booking rest of world. Um, uh, Jamila and Lola are, are, are people, but, um, yeah, it's been like, it, it's, it takes a village. It's like that cheesy phrase, but like, we don't just like come up with an idea and then it just magically happens. Like there's, there's always someone behind the scenes helping us, help it come to fruition so yeah colin's right. kind of the main the main in that um the main guy for us but um he facilitates everything else on our behalf yeah yeah and as far as like the the music side of it goes we we kind of have been through several different kind of uh distribution and label deals uh we started we started just kind of independently releasing and then we did a licensing deal with a uh Again, a guy named Chad Hillard. Um, he had this blog, Hilly Dilly. And um, it was kind of this thing where it was like, let's see what happens with it. It was like a, a song by song deal, basically. And um, on, I think the first song we did with him was, uh, oh, it was our first one, Take Me On. And it like did really well, like for, for a first, yeah. you know, release. Right. And we were like, man, what, like, what else can this look like if we, if we, you know, take it up one more level? Or, and, and, you know, and then we stuck with him for a bit. And then, um, we, I think he also released Love Somebody Like You. Yeah. It was our first yeah, two. Did that. And then, and then we did a, just a distribution deal just to kind of see what we could do independently. And that felt really good too. And we kind of like wanted to 
try what a like short label deal would look like. So we did a, a deal with this uh, this label out of out of Sweden, and um, and then now we're with a, a label out of New York called Photo Finish. And what's been interesting with all that is like the business side of things, deal by deal are are way different. And we just like wanted to try out kind of a, a bunch of short term, like um, pretty low pressure deals to see like what could long term make sense for us. Um, right. And so that, that's been interesting, too. And, and we really we feel like this label that we're with currently is 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 the is like a really good team for us to have to um they give us complete creative control we like we do what we want musically and and they're like so team joan and want to like just make it make it work for us and it's it's really cool to like have somebody on the label side of things where it's like it it, it gets so frustrating really easily on the label side of things with a lot of people i think and i I think we're just like really lucky kind of with with the team we have there so well and and i think um yeah, it's it's the the trust aspect of like they trust us to deliver the best Joan possible, you know. Right. And right. Um, we're really honest when we know we can improve in areas, and uh, we we have like a really good internal filter of like no one's ever going to hear a, a Joan song that sucks because we know it sucks before it ever hits your ears. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it may yeah. not be our best song or whatever you, you know it's subjective still people are going to like other things more than other things but um we've got a really good internal filter so as long as the team keeps the belief in us like we're going to deliver they're going to deliver hopefully and then um i think the the manager relationship is so key because mm-hmm. outside of us he's the net in our family and close friends whatever like as far as team goes mm-hmm. right. he's the very next in line that like has to believe in it, us as much as we do <laughs> as much as human yeah. you know right. i don't think anyone's going to believe in you as much as yourself or not believe in you as much as you yeah. you know like you <laughs> don't but um but colin's just been like our advocate and i mean he's like a brother like he's he's like family to us so um that's been really cool but anyway that's awesome yeah i didn't even know you could do short-term label yeah yes. now there's like a deal for everything a they'll do like single releases like oh that's true i've yeah. heard of that yeah that's yeah. really awesome i never mm-hmm. i never knew that yep and so do y'all feel like that that kind of smaller almost like more independent style label fits you better since you are doing a lot of your own production and you are kind of a more like like grassroots kind of indie pop duo rather than signing with somebody like i don't know like island records or something like that that's going to have their hand in every single aspect and you have to approve every single demo and yeah do you all think that that there's like a happy medium there for you guys where you have the support but you have the freedom right yeah i mean that was like a huge part of it for us even from the beginning like we do we do all the visuals ourselves too and and uh it's it's important that like everything down to social media and music videos and color schemes and like what what is going to go alongside of like of the song business wise um is is approved by us and like you know kind of funneled through us if it doesn't come from from us and you know we need to be the ones that say yes or no to it um and that was a huge part of it and we, and we we talked to several um bigger i guess upstreamed or bigger labels and it just it didn't it didn't make sense for us um especially at the beginning we didn't want to give too much away um yeah right and that's also a huge part of it like it it just it it can feel like 
um, a lot of promises are being made or a lot of um, things are being said that you just don't know if they're going to happen or not. And, and at the end of the day, we were like, we want to be control in control of kind of what our future looks like um, as far as music goes and as far as visuals go and, and as far as business goes. And we were like, you know, if we need to be independent from start to finish, we will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, right. we, and we, we just, we were, we were super protective of that. And then um, whenever we met photo finish, they, they just got that. And that's kind of how they run their label too. And, and it was just like, it just, it just made sense for us. Um, you know, kind of, kind of in that scenario, we just, it's really important to us to, to, to feel like Joan is completely ours instead of like Joan being something that we're part of, but don't have as much control in. Um, I, I think, I think we'd rather, I think at the end of the day, we'd rather feel like we, we have kind of, you know, all of our hands in it rather than, you know, one hand in it and just the music yeah. side or whatever. So I'd rather, I'd rather lose money in the end, not lose money, not be in the red, but not make as much money mm-hmm. doing it this way. Um, than signing to a major and like selling part of my soul to it. And, and that's not to say that everyone that happens to everyone. I think there's plenty of people that have great thriving relationships with their major labels, but um, I've just heard so many countless stories of bands they get signed by an A&R person that's there at the time, and then within a year before they even release their first record, that guy or girl moves on to another label, and they get canned because their new A&R person just recently signed a band just like them, and that had right. a better yeah. single. Or you know, it's like all these. It's just, it's just a system. It's such a big yeah. um, money-making machine, and so while we respect it and understand the music business side is so crucial and like you can't just write the best song in the world and just hope that it magically that rarely happens you got to have the team and and, and all that we're just kind of like man i'd so much rather be 20 years looking back going like man we had a lot of fun and never really had any heartache with (laughs) label stuff that like in the grand scheme of things and then we've made a bajillion dollars and i'm miserable yeah you know i just life's too short yeah, you guys are so like creative in it. I feel like it just makes more sense for you guys to be very independent, whether totally. that's with a label or without one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think from the start, we've we've always wanted it to be, uh, you know, a, a long and and Far, kind of yeah. slow arc <laughs> growth, like a hill, not a mountain. Exactly, and 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, we're we're fine with it being with taking a bit, and we're and we're fine with it. You know, um, we we don't we don't care to just like blow up overnight. We want we want this to be a long term kind of yeah. career for us, and um, usually that means it takes longer to build, and and usually that means like it's it's more of a grassroots type thing. So, and we're we're happy to to grind kind of in that way. So, just as a casual listener, it's very clear that you guys have kind of dedicated your whole life to Joan in terms of like, I know, I don't want to say this is like Joan is like a business, but it's very clear that you'll have like a central like brand and theme. Like you have your aesthetic, all of your songs kind of fit really nicely together, even though you're kind of pulling some that have like more soul influence, some that have eighties influence, some that have nineties influence. And so it is cool to see that like a lot of that is because you have a team that trusts you. And I've heard so many people say, you know, I'd rather get three or 4 million streams with my current team than have a team that can get me a hundred million streams and the next year I'm out of a job. You know, it's just like music moves so fast now. And if you have a team that can kind of give you that gradual increase, it's like, 
we see it all the time with things that go viral is typically the the faster you rise, the quicker you fall. Totally. And that's just how it is. Yeah, because totally. they're not building those long-term fans. Like when you guys go on tour, you've got these fans that not only heard you on a TikTok, but they've heard you, you've, they've heard both of your EPs that you released last year. They've heard your other albums. They've heard all of your singles. They've bought your merch. They're coming to see you at one, two, maybe even three dates. Yeah. And like that feels like such a, a, not better, but just like more reliable long-term approach for somebody who's not going to go and get the top. Yeah you know contract from a, a label that's going to put in hundreds of millions of dollars into yeah. you right well and it, it gives it gives fans so much more uh so many different avenues to to really sink into you and i think that's always been important to us is like maybe someone really likes this specific music video that we released and it really spoke to them or right. maybe that someone really liked this song that we released in 2017 and they just found us and they you know started from the very beginning of our catalog and, and kind of just like fell in love with, with us more and more. And I don't know, it just, it just feels like we have, um, uh, our fan base has like been able to find us more and more along the way and kind of sink more and more into kind of what our identity is as a band. And I don't know, it just makes it feel way more special that way to kind of, to be really uh, intentional about every release we put out. Um, sonically and visually and kind of how we how we offer it to to the world <laughs> and so um right. i think i think people see like see that and like t don't take it kind of for granted because um i don't know it just feels like our our fan base has has something special with, you know with that in mind so uh it's, it's pretty cool i don't mean to like flex or like brag on us but i think no. that, that is a cool That's part exactly of like what, what, our, what what the band it you know has has become yeah. and it's it's been cool to see well, it's like an ownership thing too like at the end of the day if a song um doesn't resonate the same way like sure yeah there's team aspects of it that could be at fault but like at the end of the day because we have so much creative control it's like if we miss we missed right and i can mm -hmm. i can swallow that better i guess you know um um, versus a team having control and being like all these variables. You're like, wow, why did this not whatever? Um, also, because we're on the, we're doing the long play. Um, right. If it there, we still get frustrated about. Oh, I didn't get this. Get this song got this playlist, but ours didn't. Or the you know, like it's easy to compare and do all that all that normal human stuff. But um, we try to get less concerned about that. Going like, no, it doesn't. Like right now, it doesn't matter. Each of these things are like building blocks to the eventual. Mm. You know, um, right. Hopefully, like top, not top floor in terms of world success or whatever, but just whatever that is, whatever the success is for our journey. Like we're whatever that mm -hmm. top is, we're excited to get there, even if it takes fifteen years or whatever. I'll be you I know, don't think 90, ninety five. I'll be ninety five <laughs> and the cane, and <laughs> no. we'll be doing so. casino tours. <laughs> I would still come see Y'all are there. You're cracking a million <laughs> monthly listeners on Spotify. Y'all are five. Oh my god, really? A million? That's a lot. Yeah, I yeah. yeah I'm a really good interviewer. I <laughs> remember. <laughs> I'm glad you're not paying attention to the numbers. Me too. I don't watch. I stop looking. I can't look at that <laughs> crap anymore. So. Yeah, I would drive you crazy if you focus on it too much. Yeah, and like yeah. you guys are clearly doing great, and like you know yourselves and your what you guys want. It seems at least like you guys yeah. know what you want. Like you guys really, I don't got your shit together. I guess. Thanks, Thank man. you. <laughs> Speaking of ways that like you've given your fans different avenues to kind of enjoy you and connect with you, I do want to talk a little bit about. I know that y'all just started 
a Patreon mm-hmm. called Jonely Fans, which incredible yeah. name was the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing. When I heard that, I almost died laughing on the floor. I was like, "That's the best marketing thing I've heard in the last twenty years." <laughs> incredible. <laughs> and she has a she has a forty thousand dollar degree. I'm in debt for that, so I can say it. <laughs> no, but like it was very clear. Even when when y'all made that video, I was like, "This feels." I would feel so much better about giving this group five or 10 or $20 of my money rather than somebody who's got this like massively overproduced 200 people team that's like pumping out live streams every week. Yeah. And I was just like, it's very clear that they thought about this before offering it to people. The visuals were amazing. Oh, so funny. (laughs) I would love to hear you guys kind of talk about what the kind of catalyst to do Patreon and kind of have an avenue for passive income and, and kind of you know, anybody that's listening, what they could expect if they go check that out or or if they want to find, you know, a way to kind of support you every month for like the cost of a cup of coffee or two. Yeah. Quick yeah. little Thanks. plug. The, the passive income, I mean, that's, yeah, it's a huge, from a business perspective is, is like, it's like everyone's goal and in real estate, I want to have 10 rental houses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I make X a month of whatever mailbox, money, whatever. That's definitely helpful. Um, I think the the core part for us, a conversation we've always had from the beginning since day one was like, how much do you let people in on your personal life, your um, behind the curtains, that behind the scenes stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. right. some of my favorite artists don't do it like at all. Like I, Coldplay is like, I don't, I know like barely anything about Chris mm-hmm. Martin, <laughs> like because he only lets so much be seen, which I think is kind of beautiful. At the same time as a fan, I like, I would love to see like a Coldplay in the studio. They, they don't do a lot of that, um, right. uh, like traditionally. But so we were kind of like, well, if we're gonna do this, how cool would it be to do it in a way that's like, again, back to the us wanting control over everything. Like we <laughs> we can control how we do it, and for us, it starts to feel like I want I, if people are investing in our band in this way through like a pay, like they're literally becoming patrons of our our art. Then I'm like, then I. I at that point, um, I, I guess O is is the word, I, but it's less it's less than that. It's like, or it's more than that. it's like I I feel like they deserve to have more of me at that point. If that you want to share it with I, them, because I'm, they're yeah, very like, loyal and committed, hundred percent. And it's right. you know part. I think part of our struggle, and I'll let Stephen talk more on this because he's this is definitely more his brain, but or his world. But um, I like TikTok, for instance. I get it. I'm on it. There's so much of it that I think's really funny in the memes and and I've seen like some of those talented singers that I would have never heard if I hadn't have you know been on it or whatever or they wouldn't have been on it um at the same time we have plenty of friends in bands and stuff that I see easily getting bogged down because they're telling us like I, I like half of our day or more is spent thinking about how do we like break through this new, it's like this new way that on, the only other new way that music is being discovered or whatever, or the current right. way. And I'm like, man, I hope that's just not making your music suffer. I hope that's not making your personal life suffer because you're so like, uh, like head down trying to, what's the next dance thing we have to do or whatever. So it's like, I get it at the same time, this somewhat eliminates some of that pressure for us of like, we don't have to give everything out for free on some platform that like who knows if something pops off or not like in the end we can really focus on the people that are like super fans and that we really care about and these are people that we can name if we see them in person because they've been to 15 shows or whatever and so it's like yeah it's like i don't know it's like a deeper special connection and sure there's money involved and all of that but like 
I feel like they're giving it happily because they want to support us. And in return, mm-hmm. we want to give them like a good product and be right. like, we don't take this for granted. Like here's behind the scenes stuff. Let's just pour out more. So yeah, it's like you're going to create it anyway. You might as well create it for the people that you know are actually going to watch it and appreciate it. Yes. And not just like some random 12 year old on TikTok is going to see it and it's going to like go viral eventually. Yeah, it's like, well, that's the thing is like. I mean, just like Alan was say, saying, piggybacking off that, like we we can sit down and try to think of um, interesting things to do on TikTok that like would would make sense for us. But right. every time we do it, we're like, like our we already know the fans that actually care about this kind of kind of thing, and we catch ourselves thinking like, man, we could we could have made a song like wrote wrote a song and produced a new song today. We spent we spent yeah. all day working on this. Whenever we could have actually been producing things that people are are a, fa- a fan of us for, you know, like which is the music, right. and so it's like, why why don't we give that to our our street team or like our our fan base that actually like is there waiting for us after shows every time they see us and like really wanting to like sp- spend time and talk to us and like um, why don't we give them kind of a a space to to connect with us more than just like on Instagram DMs that, right. you know, we, 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 we run our Instagram and we look at every DM that comes through, but it's like, you know, it with Patreon specifically, they just have such a great platform where we can just like set things up and be kind of like have a, have an easy spot to kind of put everything that, that we want to on. And I don't know. It just, it feels, it feels really cool and special to have something like that. And, and we, we've been thinking through it, probably for two years now, just like, how do we, how do we like give uh, a space where we can, we can kind of, you know, let people in more to, to our, our lives and our day to day in in the studio and stuff. And like, how can we show them songs while we're working on an out, like the album that we're currently working on and, and literally give them like voice notes if they want to listen to like the, the very first time we, we, we're in the session to write this specific song. Like you can hear it as we do it. And so it's like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like you can do that on, on anywhere else. And it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of a uh, uh, fun and exciting thing that we've been wanting to try for a while. So it's we, been amazing and, it, and it's cool to, it's really cool to see um, our fans like excited and eager to, to know that they're directly supporting us um, because right. it, it's hard to tell sometimes like if you're, if you're streaming our music, like you don't know kind of the cut that we're going to get from that. If, if we even do, if it, if it's recouped yet, all, all that fans know all that stuff. And so it's like, they know that they're going to give us direct support this way. And, and they're going to be able to get kind of our day to day, um, feedback, like with, with doing that. And so it's, I don't know, it's been fun and cool and, and we're kind of just really getting started and, and it's, yeah, it's been it's been it's been um, a couple of weeks. I think. Yeah, it's been exciting trying to figure out like uh, exactly what it looks like for us, and and like all the support that we've already gotten from it is is amazing. So love That's that. Awesome. I feel like Patreon's too good because it's a more like positive environment. Yeah, you're not gonna have people like trolls or people like. I mean, if they are, they're paying you at least. So right. totally. Right. Yeah. But generally speaking, it is a more positive environment, which I think is good. So what exactly is on your Patreon, do you guys know exactly what you guys are releasing every month? Are you kind of like... Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have three tiers. Um, oh, cool. And the, the tiers are called Live, Laugh, Love. And uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Begin with the marketing. You guys are so good. <laughs> um, 
with with live which is the first tier it's it's five dollars a month and and um it includes like voice notes and early demos and maybe songs that um never got released uh like the first thing we we put out was one of the first songs we wrote and played live for probably a year after we started being a band and um kind of day one fans know that song but um it's just never been released and it's it's a fully produced i mean you know it's a produced out demo and and like you get the gist of the song so people have been asking for for it for a while and we're like let's just do that as our kind of the first offering of of that kind of tier and um and then the second tier is um is uh laugh and we add we add you to our close friends list on instagram and so it's literally just like we upload stories all day kind of like of what songs we're working on or like what we're doing that day and and kind of showing behind the scenes stuff and kind of giving a more direct way to to get in touch with us or just to see like what we're doing the last tier we're, we do a monthly zoom hang with them so we'll you know it can be it can be q a or it can be like you know we, we've been talking through like what maybe what that looks like every time if it is a q a or if it's like let's go through a song together and see kind of like start to finish what it looked like for us as we do that or um you know if anybody has specific questions on anything we can actually dive in more than just like yeah. giving a one sentence answer you know mm-hmm. you know like with vips and stuff that we do on tour it's like we only have like 20 minutes or whatever that we can be be there answering questions there's 30 people 40 right. people there and it's like i would love to spend you know 10 minutes with you on this but we can't you know that kind of thing yeah. so um which our first our first um zoom that we're doing th- this will probably this may come out later but uh is on saturday so I'm excited to see how how that goes. It'll be fun. Yeah, but, that'll be great. Yeah, but that's kind of the general idea of it. That's awesome. That's a really good, really good tears. I would say it's great too because, like, like you said with the the demo that diehard fans love and would want to hear is you're like, I don't know if we want to invest and in like get this fully mixed and marketed and put out and then like if you do it on SoundCloud, you're kind of opening yourself up, like Miranda said earlier, to like critiques from people who might not understand the song for what it was at the time that you wrote it but right. you know when you have that kind of gate that is like a paywall it, yeah do you find that like that takes a lot of the pressure off of you having to make this content to like explode and be viral and be seen as like these likable guys and you can instead just kind of put all that down and just be super genuine with with fans that kind of already yeah. understand you for who you are yeah well it takes the pressure off of perfectionism around it. it's like I can pop into, we have like a Discord server, you may have mentioned that, mm-hmm. um, chat, like for each tier, but there's like a general one, and it's just for the patrons, and just even being able to like pop in and be like, hey, hope, hope everyone has a good weekend, like, you know, it's just like yeah. personal to to this handful of people or whatever, um, it just, I don't know, it takes this, yeah, it takes this pressure off of like, whatever I'm about to post on behalf of Joan or as a as a member of Joan in this, on the internet, it's like gonna be seen by I don't know know how many people, and mm-hmm. it's like you kind of fil- you filter things out that way. This removes the need for that, and right. we can just go like, man, I don't mind sharing a really rough voice memo that I don't necessarily sound amazing on, but it like gets the idea off, and they want to hear that. So mm-hmm. it's like it's just like a really good uh, relationship. So that's sick. Yeah, I was super excited when I saw y'all release it. I was like, hey, they're gonna crush it just because like. The marketing and branding behind this is just so spot on and it's very clear that y'all already had like a very loyal fan base so if you can give them one extra way to support you For i think sure. it's 
is just great. And then, you know, it'll be fun for you guys to just kind of connect with them mm-hmm. on a more intimate level. But, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I really would like to hear, I know that you talked about, you know, people of, of the Jonely fans will get to kind of see y'all's creative process, but if you don't mind giving a couple little, you know, tips and tidbits and stuff like that, I would love to hear what kind of y'all's process of starting a song, working throughout a song, and then kind of finishing that up and sending that off to your mixer is like, yeah. Alan, are you normally always coming up with vocal melodies? Steven, I know that you're normally laying down drums, but like how involved are you in other melodic aspects? I would love to hear, you know, kind of the give and take of y'all's collaboration and what that process looks like. And it's cool if it's different every time. So our main process is, um, yeah, usually it starts with some sort of melody, track, something idea. Um, I have like literally probably 10,000 voice memos on my phone which is way too many. I need to clear. I have them from like 2009. Like that won't touch any of those, but, um, they're all, a lot of them are awful, but, um, yeah. So, and I'll send him something or I'll whatever, like we'll just kind of get a nugget and then just start. Um, yeah, I'm way more melody production based, like just that my brain works in that way. He's way better with lyric and concept and narrative and storytelling and all that. And so like we both, pitch in in those areas but that's kind of where we both shine and so um um what's yeah our, our process really looks like that we have a nugget we take it into logic and we just start building like a track idea a lot of times we try to get like um or every time honestly is like a, a intro verse pre-chorus kind of in the same way yeah kind of put like parentheses around it come back to it a day or two later send it to our manager if we're stoked about it to, to call in and like listen to it in 800 different environments and like if we still are like jazzed and get goosebumps about it or whatever then we're like okay that's a jones song that's how we those are the, the filter that i was kind of talking about earlier like we know we know pretty immediately but we really know like a day later when we get back and we're still like yeah. this freaking ribs you know it's like yeah. that's like okay right. we and gotta, if you're not even able to get it through the course on the first day you're like that ain't it uh-huh, that's just yeah, not happening 100 yeah. <laughs> 100 and so we have a dropbox folder basically that we just dump and we we are we're on Telegram in a group with with Colin and then just ourselves and it's just better for like file management and stuff. But um, and yeah, we just like send stuff and so I'll bounce at the end of the day and send it to him and then we're texting at night like man this feels so good or man this chorus needs a little bit. There, more. There's the not being able to turn it off part of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like 10 p.m. We're like, what if we did this in the in the in the pre-course? You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, especially if you're a lot of people are more creative at night, so I feel like. In your defense. I feel like I kind of, I'm not creative, but I feel like I'm more like, yeah, I guess more creative. Yeah, at the night. juices are flowing. Yeah, they yeah. just like, Something at the most it. inconvenient time. You can pause the office and come back later. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. I I yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we've always big, been big on like showing up for work kind of thing too. And so basically every day where we, we really try to be at the studio, which is just a bedroom in one of our houses. <laughs> um, at like nine to 10, somewhere in there and, and, and work Mm. till five. And like, you know, uh, Alan, Alan's usually at the desk doing, you know, finding a, a snare sound or the right, right production elements to really fit the song. And, and usually we have, uh, melody ideas that, that work with kind of what we're going with. That's, that's usually like what we'll start with to like get the baseline of a verse or pre or chorus or whatever. And then while he's working on production, I'll be I'll be like 
behind writing um, lyrics for the most part. Yeah. And so by the end of the day, usually when all goes well, we we have that verse to chorus demo kind of ready to ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels pretty produced out on like what it, it, at least what the vision is of the song. You, you get the gist of like what it's going to be. Um, right. And and so and so that way it like we, I don't know we just like work really well together in that way and we have we have a really good flow of of kind of how we how we work and um I don't know it's it's cool to be able to to know where each of us shine um and each of us like try to to put little nuggets and where where maybe like Alan will have a really sick lyric idea or I'll like try my best to do like drum sounds or like yeah. kind of like intro sounds or whatever. And that way it's like we have our own little collaborative thing, but we also have, you know, our lanes that we feel really strong, strongly kind of like in and yeah, it really works for us. Yeah. And as far as like work schedule, so y'all are normally doing like a Monday through Friday, nine to five, 10 to five kind of thing. Every day. It's like, I think for us, like the goal is to have a like a space, like a studio somewhere in Little Rock. Um, as he said earlier, not much of a music industry here at all. So, like right. we'd have to purpose fit something or, or renovate something. Um, mm-hmm. But um, just finding what makes sense, like financially, and you know, it's just like tougher and commercial stuff. But anyway, I think if we were in Nashville, it'd be not necessarily cheaper at all. But like a dime a dozen in terms of space, more you know, available. more availability. You can go rent from a, a studio. You don't have to build out a studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So once that makes sense, we'll do it. But um, yeah, it's it's basically like I'm <laughs> the wall behind where my camera is right now is my bedroom and my head usually lays right there. Um, and so it's like, it's interesting because it is nine to five and we, we do, we've always tried to treat this um, and view it in the same way that any any other job like like yeah it's creative yeah to the entertainment industry yeah there's definitely like it's a an elevated just like actors or actresses or what like whatever there's like always elevated like entertainment in people's minds like oh I want to be that I want to do that thing right. I, yeah whatever I get that that's part of part of this world but I I really try to like eliminate all of that because I feel like that's just like vanity and I don't. I don't identify with it as much, but um, we're like, if a plumber is going to get his butt up every morning and go to work for nine to five, then we're going to do it. You know, it's like we try to view it like blue collar. And I think that helps our brains kind of stay out of uh, not trouble, but like stay out of the troubling parts of this industry that, and it helps that we're in Little Rock. Like we don't really, we're not, uh, we're not in the game the same way. If we were in LA, which nothing wrong with that, it has its place, but for us, it allows we can block all that out because it doesn't exist in this city, and we can just work mm-hmm. and write the best songs. And I, I do think in the end, like treating it like a job nine to five, being where we are locationally, like it really helps us achieve the things we want to achieve in the end because we don't have to. We can kind of weed out the bullshit that doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like a little bit easier. We're the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I used to not be as strict with my schedule, but I found having that boundary between like work and life, especially with both of us being in work yeah, together right. is, is just like gets miserable. And the music industry, if you're not careful, will sneak up on you and you're like, why am I doing this at midnight? Mm, like right. that is yeah, so right. unhealthy. And it's like, we're, we're the same way where, it, you know, I'll, I'll have a friend in LA who will send me a demo at two in the morning, LA time and be like, Hey, just cut this. What do you think? And I'll wake up at like 8am and be like, 
you did what? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then right. meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like, all right, feel free to expect a revision from me between like 10 a.m. and 5 or 6 p.m. Right. And I don't know. I I personally find that better because it's it's one of those things where I feel like with discipline, and I'm sure that you know if you guys are going in the studio and working every day, it's one of those things where it's like like we talked about earlier, inspiration will hit at the weirdest times. Mm -hmm. But I think it also says a lot about you when you're able to just automatically turn that on. And I think that's the biggest difference that I see between people who are professionals and do this for a living and are going in these massive co-writing sessions and having songs constantly placed on Spotify is they're like, they're not always waiting for inspiration. They're able to just turn it on right. and kind of pull mm -hmm. from inspiration that they might've had a couple of days ago yeah. because they know that that's their time to work rather than just constantly having to be in like some kind of manic flow where you just wait on something to happen and then just disappear on everything else. Right, so right. it's cool that, that y'all kind of view it as a job very similarly to how we do, where it's just, you know, it is what it is. I'll work outside if I need to, but typically that I, I like to keep it as rigid as possible. And I know that both of y'all have, have family. So I have a seven and an eighth month old, right? <laughs> yeah. And that, that's a whole nother element that changes that for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to ask you guys about that. Yeah. If having your little babies has changed your like workflow or, Yes. anything about your yeah your I mean I know it has <laughs> yeah. I just feel like no one asks like dad's dad it's always like yeah everyone's like oh how is it like being a mom it's like right. a working mom and it's like you guys are working dads and yeah. I obviously your wives help you a lot I know right. but yeah yeah just yeah. curious just if it's changed your life yeah right <laughs> um, yeah I'd love to kind of hear how that dynamic has has swapped as y'all have both become fathers you have to call us daddy or daddies <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> coincidentally I, I showed Miranda I was like they had a baby like a few weeks apart. Three. You yeah. should have seen how my mind was so blown. I was like, I literally can't believe this. Like, what are the odds of this? Like, what are the odds of that happening? We didn't is plan so it. Slim. Just for the record, for the world, we did not plan it. <laughs> it, it happened naturally. That's what I'm saying. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Like, as a touring band, though, it is convenient that both oh of y'all kind of had that roughly lined up, where it's like you need to be home for that month for both babies' birthdays, yep. and yep. it was it was perfect. And and we were basically like. We were, we were uh, doing the high buy uh, EPs, and I remember going to his house and being like, okay, I have some news. And he was like, you're pregnant? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I think we are, too. You know, it was like one of those things where it just like worked out perfect. And, and basically right when we finished, uh, like turned in the final mix and, yeah. and everything on, on high buy stuff, uh, Roz, my baby, was born, and then three weeks later, uh, Ellie was born and, and it was like, it, it just worked out perfectly because it was, it was a downtime for us. And we were able to take a couple months off and, and like really just focus kind of on family, which we haven't really been able to do. I mean, kind of on our, on our own decision, decision. Yeah. Um, right. but we were able to like, we, we were obviously still working when we, when we, wanted to and stuff but that was kind of cool to just be like all right let's let's take a take a short break and just focus on family for a bit and and right. it was cool for both of us to be able to do that at the same time right without that weird societal guilt of being like hey you have to understand this is like the best thing that happens but like i'm out for the next six months totally. so like, well yeah. so am i so I works um, out <laughs> but yeah like finding finding a groove to kind of figure out when when we could work around you know even like little things that you don't you don't think about until it, it's all happening around you. Like because we're working at at our each of our houses, it's like you know nap times are happening at specific times, and so you're like, oh, we have to go into headphones now, and then oh, I have to I actually have to stay back and and help uh, Hannah or Lola with this, and like 
um, kind of be on baby duty for a bit. And so, you know, it's like, let's work for two hours today. Let's work for, you know, four hours Thursday, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. now we're kind of back in the in the normal groove of things, just kind of nine to five and and going for it. But there was there's probably two months there where we were just like trying to figure out and 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 cool with it. We we're just trying to figure out how to how to kind of be there with family and also get a little work done too because we were we were kind of um itching to get back even if it was a cabin fever (laughs) even if it was a little bit to to work on music we were we were itching to do it so well and that's and that's another thing is it's like we we love what we do like this is the only thing i want to do on this earth and so it's like yeah it's a job and we make money doing it and, and there's responsibilities around it and and all of that but it's like it's genuinely fun <laughs> like yeah. i don't yeah. there's rarely a day where i'm like sitting at the computer mi- like feeling in any way short shape or form misery you know it's like maybe right. because i can't get that vocal take that i'm trying to get you know and i'm like oh, i'll do this yeah. tomorrow or whatever like some like the but crea- if you're not feeling it you just go into the living room and call it a day and yeah exactly and right. it's like yeah. we re- resume the next day and so um yeah he he hit it on the head like it's it's like the most beautiful thing to ever happen. And I think um, it's it's been fun, like exploring our first album that we're currently writing of like, I don't know, we've always just kind of taken things song by song and, and not really thought about ov- overall themes as much. Um, what we do like for like an EP or whatever, like, but like having the girls has just like presented this whole new worldview of like, creativity and lyric themes and like we just like want to write songs about them which is it's such an interesting that was was her question she was like i was like i wonder if it's changed their like workflow or like how they view the world and he's like i don't know and i was like i don't know kids like change the hell out Uh of your life you see their little faces and they especially like baby girls when you're a dad i feel like they kind of like I melt. Like she's wrapped around your freaking yeah. yeah, you melt, got, I like, melt. you know i melt every freaking <laughs> yeah. day it's crazy i told i told Lola every day i'm like i pick her up I hold her, I look her in the face, and I'm just like, I, you hear growing up from, from, hopefully people hear this from, whether it's their parents or a loved one, someone near them that goes like, you'll never understand my love for, you know, that, that, that like age old adage or whatever, but it's like, I know you love me, dad, I thank you, and I get that, but like, I don't really understand it, like, you know, I don't, I don't, and then you have a child, and it's like, oh, this is what he means. I'll never understand yeah. it coming from him, but or, or my mom mm-hmm. or whatever, because I'm not. I'm their son. They're not my kids. But like right. now with Ellie, I look at her and I'm just like, I just want to like absorb you mm-hmm. somehow in my yeah. skin. I don't even know if that's possible, but <laughs> but and so like getting to like explore that creatively is like a whole different world. And like we're literally writing the most meaningful Jones songs. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like this is a cool pop idea. Let's write this cool pop song. And we may take inspiration from our love for our wives or a heartbreak we had. And like, it's all real, but it's like maybe at a different time in our life or a friend's Mm -hmm. heartache or something like by, by proxy, we definitely write in different ways, but this is like, this whole record feels so like personal because it's like two, two very explicitly two of the songs are about the girls, like very explicitly. And so in, in like the most, beautiful way I think and so I don't know it's just been fun like I, I feel like we're entering into a whole nother 
season and level of writing and production just because they were born, yep. <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. It's like wild how that happens. But They change your whole viewpoint, man, your whole worldview. I know. Like opens a third eye for a level of love and compassion totally. that yeah. is eventually just going to make its way into the music. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. heard so many people explain that way of like when you have a kid, like you can't fathom loving a person as much as you love your child. They're like, it hurts your heart how much you love it's, your kid. Yeah. And I'm like, that's exactly what you were just saying. I was like, that's exactly how he's describing it. I know, I know. It's so wild. It's like the most beautiful thing. But anyway, yeah. Well, so, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, can't, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> would recommend the children. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait to hear those songs and cry my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know I will. That's going to that's gonna do it for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anytime anyone writes a song about their kid, I'm like, oh, I'm done. I know. I know, <laughs> cry. Right? I know. So speaking of, of kind of what y'all have been working on, What's kind of the next iteration of Jonah? Now you've been hinting at y'all are kind of working on a full length album right now. So do y'all have like any kind of uh, rigid plans to, to kind of let people in on? Are y'all thinking about doing tours anytime soon? You know, when are y'all kind of looking at dropping some singles or, or the album? I know a lot of this is just up to the whole team, but I was just curious to kind of see, yeah. you know, like what point of the process you're currently at with, with kind of the next yeah. era for yeah. Jonah. We actually just had a call with, with the label yesterday about just first talks basically of like when when can we when do we need to like deliver this album when do we need to have the first song done artwork done all the kind of nitty-gritty things and and kind of just like getting an idea of is it is it fall of this year is it later this year kind of in in winter or what so um and, and in the last probably week or two we've we've just now started to really feel what this the album's going to be kind of thematically and the name of it and kind of like um starting a track list and like what makes sense with each other and so it all kind of feels like it's it's starting to happen <laughs> right now yeah. but right. Um, it's becoming an album right yeah. it's like it, yeah it's falling into in, into place and um so yeah i i i'm i'm guessing like spring of next year is whenever it'll be officially like yeah completely released but there will be new joan music this year right for sure yeah yeah for we'll, sure. a couple waterfall releases before then yeah, yeah we'll start releasing stuff before then but i don't i don't we don't know you know kind of timeline stuff we're we're that's what's right now cool. you're in creative mode totally mm -hmm. and that's what's cool about uh the label we're with and, and our manager he like it we we've never done this before where we're like all right let's take three months and make 10, 12, 12, whatever songs to make an album. Like we've always been, you know, let's, let's write a song and if we love it a lot, let's release it. And then, you know, we kind of like, as we're releasing songs, <clears throat> we're like, all right, these are going to fit into an EP. This is what the theme's going to be because this is kind of the, the, you know, concepts we're writing about are, and we kind of like make a theme around the songs we're, we're releasing and, and like kind of create and, Yeah. yeah. And so, right. and so this is the first time we're like, let's literally throw everything at the wall, see what, I mean, maybe, maybe a lot sticks, but let's see what like kind of sticks together and like makes sense. And, and we've never done that before. And so it's like super exciting started, started as like a really almost daunting task because it was like, yeah. I was scared. It was like, how are we going to, how are we going to do that? How are we going to yeah. do 12, whatever songs where it's like, it feels good together and, it, and it's diverse and, and kind of makes sense and it feels like we're rounding a corner and just like really like 
getting a stride on it and like really making something really cool for us. Um, so th- this last week has been super exciting for me because yeah. li- literally on Thursday we we wrote two songs and they were like two of the most meaningful songs we've ever written and we're just like all right these are on the album yeah. this this like makes the intro and the end cap to the album and here's the middle part and here's kind of what the story is you know it just falls into place that way and it it's like this kind of um i don't know unknown time for so long and then all of a sudden it's like oh it's just like it was here in front of us and we and we were just like waiting for it to reveal to fall into our laps kind of thing and yeah. so um but yeah Anyway, that wasn't even your question, really. I mean, we'll, <laughs> no, we'll, release, we'll release the album, and we'll we'll for sure tour around it yeah. um, a good bit, and and we'll we'll tour some uh, this year. But I don't, we don't exactly know where yet, so yeah. we're trying to figure that and out. For too. the album, you'll come to Orlando. We really need to. We've I think we've been to Orlando one time in our whole career, which yeah. is very sad. Okay, or well, maybe it was Tampa. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Tampa. But you guys have a small little. A small little place called Disney World that that's true that has been has a piece of my heart since my childhood <laughs> so I will come just for that and also to play a show I meant to ask is this your guys's first album or first full length yeah yeah or full length yeah. okay yeah I was because I heard you guys saying EP so I was like I'm pretty sure this might be mm-hmm. their first album yeah we've 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 basically always viewed everything like song by song and um yeah and then it kind of, as things made senses, senses, sense in batches, <laughs> um, I can't talk. Um, I, uh, like we would then go, oh, these these three songs work really well together. These three we're working on fit with these. Let's, let's package this into a thing. Um, mm-hmm. This is like the first time we've sat down and gone like, okay, we have this batch of songs and we're still writing some as of at least last week. And it's like, okay, and this is like conceptually 10 to 12 songs that like and sonically like feel like it's a th- like an offering to the world. Um, yeah. Right. Which, like he said earlier, that's why we said the word daunting because we just never had to think. We've always kind of had like, oh, five, six, four songs. Like that's kind of the, that's the project or whatever for that time, time period. But yeah, an album for, there's like a lot of people still... I don't understand this because I don't think this way, but um, a lot of people still operate on like album cycles, and I think it's cool. It's just everything seems mm-hmm. so single driven now that like it baffles me that that's still so important. But so I, I was, I think you were too, like pretty um, at the beginning, kind of like, do we even like need to do that? Like, is this necessary <laughs> for our career? Like, mm-hmm. and anyway, our manager kept nagging at us and we were like all right <laughs> and then finally we kind of like saw the light on it a little bit because because it was it was like we just want to force it like if it's not us right. at the time it's not us and we don't want to like it, that's going to show like i think you're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna release an album that doesn't feel like jones best first offering as an album and this just literally as of last week and then the last couple of days we're like stoked i'm like yeah. oh this is like the best debut that we could possibly give and so it's like it's up to the public to determine if it's any good or not. But like for us, it feels like the best thing we could do. So, yeah. but yes, we've released like 30 song, 30 plus songs, I think, or something. And it's like, Oh my God. You know, it's like we've released a ton of music already, but this is the, this is the first time we we've, you know, I don't know. It, it, it feels really different for us and it feels like it's a, it's a new level for us. And yeah, I'm super stoked mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think having to come up with a concept like that and make it all be like consistent and go together, like that's really hard. Especially like five songs are like, yeah, I could do it with five, but double. Yeah, that totally. like that's a lot. Yeah. Well, not just that too, but like we get a question probably a couple of times a week on the Facebook group is people being like, should I make an album or should I just keep doing singles? And I was like, uh, do you have a few hundred thousand people like always listening to you? Because if so, you're going to waste a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. that people are not going to be able to hear and so that's a huge you know i think that y'all kind of put in that groundwork for you know yeah. the past three four years yeah. releasing single after single after single and now you have your month your million monthly listeners and so it's like i don't f- i feel like i can invest the time to give people 12 songs at once because we have people that can actually yeah digest that yeah, you know exactly. i'm not just like firing this off and then i'm going to promote one or two as a single and then the rest are like we'll have some loyal fans that like it but it's it's going to be hard for us to promote an album. We're going to be promoting singles off of an album. Right. So I'm glad that y'all are, are to that point because I think that you have a lot of people that are gonna, going to be excited to listen to it. And I think that it's just, it's probably going to be a cool experience. You know, making music is so different when you're doing a whole body of work versus each, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing a single, it's like this song has to be the best that it can be, but it's in a bubble. Right. And when you're doing an album, that kind of goes away. And so, you know, I, I can't wait to hear all of it. I've heard some of the, the demos and stuff that y'all have yeah. said. So I'm excited to, to kind of hear everything else. But yeah, thanks for asking them that to, to dive in. Because mm-hmm. it's just cool that like y'all are, I feel like it's a privilege now for an artist to get to make an album that's not just like a vanity project of them saying that they made like a full length. And it's, it's really awesome seeing that you guys are, are to that point where you're able to do that and feel really comfortable and your team feels comfortable yeah. supporting that. Thanks, man. So, it was a, yeah, it was congrats a, on that. Thanks. It was a big hurdle to jump mentally, I, I think, but we finally have jumped the hurdle. Yeah. And we're, we're not nearing the finish line, but we're <laughs> we're inching closer. Yeah. So. You're going around the corner. Going around the, yeah, yeah. The, maybe the, the second lap. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, four, exactly. Know. Lots of track analogies here. <laughs> do y'all think that you would ever kind of branch out and go the more kind of traditional pop duo group and go to Nashville or LA or New York? Or do you really like being in a a smaller community where you kind of have your friends and your family and not just that, but like things like cost of living and stuff, I, I would only assume have to be much less. much better. And for people yeah. who are running a band as a business, keeping overhead low, yeah, I, I would assume would be like a, a main goal because I have friends that work out of LA and they're like, I, I got to make like $15,000 this month to even right. make ends meet. I know. And so it's, yeah. I, is that part of the reason that like y'all have really gravitated towards staying in y'all's hometown? Yeah. I mean, from, from day one, we just, like I said earlier, got really lucky and had a team built online. <laughs> like they just found us on the internet. And so we like our manager, Colin, I don't know if I mentioned this, but he's from London. Uh, our rest of world booking is in London. Our booking in America is in New York. Um, our label's in New York. So it's like we have friends and connects in Nashville and Orlando and, and LA and like all over the place. And so it just hasn't been a necessity. Like we've been able to right. do everything we need to do and live comfortably here. And um, it is nice in certain ways that... Um, that there isn't there's since there's not a big music industry here it doesn't feel like we're really competing with anyone it's just like we're just here doing it and um so i think if it came down to like our band was suffering or the business was suffering and we like needed to pick up and go to nashville or something that'd probably be the Mm -hmm. the natural move would be nashville but it hasn't felt I haven't personally felt that at all to this point. So no. it's been like, yeah. so we'll just ride this yeah. wave as long as we can. Well, and it's good too, because it's like, I mean, literally everything's on the internet now. And it, it 
at the end of the day, doesn't doesn't matter where you are. Like, um, I, I, and I think if we were, if we were really, um, from the start, like if, if we didn't write our own music, um, if we didn't produce all our own stuff and we like needed to be in sessions all the time, or we needed to be kind of in this, in, in the studio somewhere, like there's not much of that here. There's not a lot of people to kind of collaborate with here. And, um, we always liked that challenge to kind of just be like, our music needs to be from us and uh, we want people to hear to, to like know who's making it and what, what, it, what they're going to get with it. And, um, um, and that way we, like we went to uh, Nashville for a week and did writing sessions for this album. And like, we, we can do that. It's five, it's five hours away and we can do a short flight to LA and if we need to, and be in sessions and studios and stuff. And it's a, it's a great central location for touring and, and it's just, yeah. it's really like, it makes sense. It made sense for us from the start and our, our families are here and you know, it's like, why uproot something when, when we don't really need to. And, and it's just like, yeah. and if you like it totally. And like, what's the point and that's the thing is like, we can, we can go to New York for a week or we can go to LA for a week or we can go on tour for a month and then we're coming back home and it doesn't feel like we're in the thick of it again. It's like Mm -hmm. we're coming back home and we're able to, to check out, (laughs) to take a breath if we want to, and like be able to be like, all right, we're back kind of in our own space and and, in kind of our, our own way of doing things. And it doesn't feel like we're going back to, you know, this, this super busy lifestyle, you know, after, what is a crazy busy month or whatever. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. it's nice to be able to have kind of the best of both worlds in that way where, where, you know, we can, we can kind of do it at our own, our own pace and kind of in our own kind of, um, in our own way being here. So it's always been really, really great for us. And, and you know what, like doing the, like with everything with COVID, it, it, it really, um, like just, like solidified it. everything yeah. where it was like i mean you can do sessions over zoom now if you want to you don't have to be in the same room even like it right. you can make really great mm-hmm. songs with people over the internet and like you know being in a big city at, at that time like was was a, a tough thing kind of to do and and it was hard to like for a lot of our friends to to get into sessions because they just it wasn't happening and we were like right we're we're the only two people that we're seeing we feel like we're being as safe as possible and yeah, we're creating a- like a bubble right and we were able to yeah, release yeah. you know write and release m- more, more and better music than we ever have like through that through that kind of um you know time frame where a lot of people i think were were really struggling with it so yeah. um i think there's been really 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 good good things about it I, I also I lived in I lived in Nashville or Franklin for uh, two or so years and even just being there at that time this is just me and my personality this is not me speaking on behalf of anyone else but I just every time I went to a coffee shop it just felt like I was being sized up or I was sizing mm-hmm. people up unintentionally of like, who's that? He looks familiar. She looks familiar. Does she do music? Everyone How? you meet, you're trying to get into a session. Yeah. With. And, and it's yeah. like, it's just, it's so natural. It's like so human to, to want to connect and, and, um, whether it's ulterior motive or not, but like, I just, for me and my brain, I don't do well in that for very long. And it's, I, I'm like a pretty, I'm pretty extrovert, but I also have enough introvert in me to where I'm just kind of like, I just want to go sit 
and feel like I, no one knows I'm here. Be on my computer yeah. and or no one cares. Or no, no one, one cares. cares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not, I'm, that's not like a, me sounding like um, someone would know who I am. I just mean like at that time, it's like I just want to be able to come in, get my coffee, exist, and not not feel any sort of competition with anyone. And yeah. Yeah. The hustle and bustle takes its toll. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that's that's the beauty of here. If you can thrive in that environment, that's like a huge. Uh, like genetic thing I did not get <laughs> um, because like a week in LA and I'm like get me out of here like I, I like it for the time being but when I'm like I hit a limit and so being back home here there's just like none of that it's like like we right. see people that know Joan or whatever but they're it's like a friendly like hey how you guys doing can I take a picture love your music and then it's it's over and mm-hmm. we go about our day and it's like it's just like a cool relationship thing there's no mm-hmm. like how can you help me kind of mentality yeah. and Um, it's not that we don't want to be helpful. I just like also want to live my life and be able to turn like back to the same theme from earlier, like be able to turn it off (laughs) and like, just be like, Hey, just creating boundaries really. Exactly. And so I be able to just like live. (laughs) Yeah. And it feels like we can do that very easily here. I don't know how easy it would be to do it there, but I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I lived there. So maybe it's changed, but I I doubt it has. (laughs) We're the same. I mean, almost every song I've ever produced has been remote. So like, I totally get where you guys are coming from where I'm like, if a project is that important and the artist is that big, somebody that I want to work with that much, nowhere is more than, you know, a couple hundred dollar flight away. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like, exactly. Like, I would rather live in Orlando and be able to afford to fly to New York or LA or London four times a year because my house is not $12,000 a month. Right. And just like, not just that, but kind of that culture too of just, I want to make friends that like, it's important to me to have friends that want nothing to do with music. And then it's important for me to have my circle of friends who, you know, will send me a demo or I can, you know, send them a new video or something like that. But I feel like when you're in those kind of hubs, it's hard to make friends outside of that circle and then not feel like, well, I'm dedicating time to people outside of that circle. But if I were to dedicate time to people inside that circle, it could probably improve my life and career. Yeah, sure. Lola, and that just sounds like an exhausting hamster wheel. Lola would would die probably <laughs> in Nashville because if like the conversation gets too musicy, she's like, "Could you guys just go do this somewhere else? Because I'm bored." Like, you know what I mean? So it's like she's so, and, and she's her. right. Yeah, it's like it's like you, there's the time and place for that, and we get it every day from nine to five. It's like. When dinner hits, let's just talk about the weather or watch Wheel of Fortune or like like literally anything else, <laughs> but talk yeah. about like so anyway. But um, but yeah. So we we've loved it here. We love Little Rock. It's there's also an element of it. Not to keep going on this one question, but I want to be able to give back to the place that I grew up in. And so it's like, as we grow and if if God willing, we have um, you know some sort of financial you know uh, what's the word like. Growth to the wealth. point, wealth, yeah, sure, um, <laughs> to where Joan can give back to the community, and, and not only with our art and our just us, but but like literally, like practically give back. Then I'm like, I'm all absolutely for that, and I'm like, I love I love the thought of that and helping helping as we grow, like pouring back into the city, yeah. like arts and culture and things like that. And so, um, you know, I hope as we get bigger, if we get bigger, like that we are able to do that. And it, it'll, I don't know, I just feel like it feels more important to do that where you're from and like um, to kind of like give back to the place that gave into you in the first place, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everywhere needs a hometown hero. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. I was, I was just curious because I was like, everybody has their different reasons for moving or staying or moving or staying. And 
is kind of exactly what I was yeah. expecting of just like you're comfortable and it just d- doesn't need to happen at this point. No, like, yeah. especially now that y'all are, y'all are self-producing, but yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, I, I'd love to see a lot more of it. Like, yeah I, yeah, I think it'd be really cool to like for bands and, and artists and whatever to feel comfortable to kind of be wherever and, and still make it work. Yeah. Be awesome. That's part of the reason we have the channel and, and the Facebook group is yeah. I'm like, guys, go work with somebody in Australia. Totally. Like, the thing is, everybody's like, oh, should I move to New York or Nashville or L.A.? And I was like, look, if you're not making it work in Ohio, you are not going to compete in L.A. Right. It's just not going to mm-hmm. happen. Right. Like, yeah. you're not going to be getting into like you have to build up your skill. You have to be able to make those connections with people that are not necessarily right in front of you. And when you have the freedom of somewhere that's not as fast paced and it's not as like dire to succeed yeah, all the time, through, yeah. it kind of gives you a little bit more freedom to, you know, the stakes are a, a bit lower when you're not in 100%. one of the three most expensive cities in the country. Totally. And it tells a story. Like people always assume, yeah. Joan, you must be from name every major city, like every other pop in. And we're like, I would have put my house on Nashville. Yeah. Because yeah. Are just like, yeah. That sound, you're crushing it. Thanks. Yeah, and so when they hear Little Rock, they're like, "Oh, you're doing this in Arkansas? Interesting." It's like just a whole nother. I think it's cool. I think it's inspiring. Like, I'm excited for people to hear this part of the podcast because we have on the YouTube channel every single country in the world. We have at least hit a a couple people. So it'll be cool. Mm. So that somebody, you know, in remote Sweden is like, "Well, I can still make." super sick pop music yeah. with people that i connect with in and, a farm and you know yeah yeah with the internet it's like your like, internet yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it might be tough I, without internet well you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit yeah. i feel like with covid that like really yeah, a lot of people saw that they could do because they had kind of, to yeah because yeah. you had to you couldn't go anywhere it was mm-hmm. like you guys were you know very fortunate that you already worked together and you work so well together but and you guys it's just you guys yeah but for other people i feel like a lot of people maybe got a taste of that with COVID. Sure. Every naysayer that I had about being a remote producer ended up messaging me at some point during COVID being like, can you help me right. get remote producing together? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I've been doing it now for five years. <laughs> like it's literally, and like, that's not to say that I can't pop in a set. Like I can't, you know, visit Arkansas or fly you guys out right. to Orlando and we couldn't work well in person, right. but it's like, if you don't need to, you know, y'all both have kids. I have a family. Right. Like I'm cool hopping on this and just chatting or, yeah. you know, you send me a demo and I do it in my own time and send it back. It's just I love that. the best way. And it it gives everybody their own boundary for their own creativity. Totally. But I don't want to take up too, too much more of y'all's time because I know that y'all are busy guys and I know y'all got families to get back to and, and hits to write. So uh, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about? I think we talked about most of the stuff. Most of it came up naturally, actually, the yeah. stuff that we had on our topics. But is there anything else that you guys want to chat about? We are going to do a lightning round in just a second, but there's anything else you guys want to give as, as advice or as tips or as insight to whoever's going to be listening to this? Yeah. Now's I, the time. I mean, I would say uh, um, big kudos to you guys. Keep this in. Um, <laughs> that you've created an environment. Um, I, I If I would have had what you guys are offering other producers and writers and, and aspiring and established people um, in the industry when I was like cutting my teeth at the beginning, like it would have been so invaluable. Like YouTube was a thing, but it still wasn't what it is, you know, now. And and um, um, and so yeah, just kudos to y'all because you're you're providing like a really safe place for people to like try stuff. I'll see like I get notifications when people post or, or or whatever, and I'll see like just the gamut of like I'm brand new at this thing. Will someone listen to my song and give me like an honest critique? All the way to like I need a good mixer that's not 
$10,000, you know, like, so it's like literally it's right. like industry help, practical songwriting help, production help, all this stuff. People can reach out to us directly and tag us and into not just us, but like to any artist that maybe will see it and go, Hey, how'd y'all get this synth sound? And if they're as open as we are, I'm happy to show that stuff. And so like, I don't know, it's just like a really special thing. So kudos to y'all. Cause we're, it's, it's cool to like, even as a uh, an, an artist or someone who's doing this full time, like to see that there's a an environment fostering you know that need is really cool. So um, I wish I would have had that when I was mm-hmm. doing yeah growing up. Like, I really appreciate it, yeah. and I appreciate y'all both being so willing to help and and willing to be in there. There's a lot of people that are at y'all's level or at several levels down that would not be bothered with giving people in there the time of day. Yeah, just you know five minutes to write what omnisphere patch they used yeah how to find a management team so it it means a lot to us that people like you you know y'all y'all kind of keep that group running so i do appreciate it happy to happy to before we go we're going to do a couple things we have a lightning round and then we're going to do a little plug for you guys at the end but uh do y'all want to hop into this lightning round let's do it all right the lightning round's fun though it's not like no these are easy questions these are like one or two sentence questions so we don't have to get super introspective here and also you each can, you either can like go back and forth or both of you can answer the question, whatever. Let's go back and forth. Okay. Let's go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to answer the first one. All right. All right. So favorite song at the moment. As it was Harry Styles. Okay. Yeah, good pick. Uh, three Desert Island plugins that you use in practically every session. Oh, you answer this one. I'll answer the last <laughs> one too. Um, okay. Dress by Dijon. Okay. Okay. Um, I love Dijon. Three Island plugins. Uh, Arvox is on every vocal we ever do. Um, Same. RC20 for that lo-fi goodness. Um, I, Omnisphere as a software instrument. I use it endlessly. There you go. All right. Favorite lyric you've ever written? Oh, I was I was literally just thinking about this the other day. I was like, man, that was pretty good. I can't remember. Is it a new song? That's a hard. No, don't say a new song. I won't say a new song. Okay. Um, um, I know you can't pick the one you guys wrote about your daughters. You I can't know pick that that's one. the I one that you like, I'm immediately going to. Yeah, me too. I knew it. Um, oh, freaking a, dude. Um, can I tell you a lyric of your guys' is an yes, Irish Yes, this is great. Oh, wait. Now I'm blanking. It's on in it. so done. It's in verse two. It's um. The hill that you just keep on climbing hey, that's every time one. she goes nuts. Yeah. I freaking love that lyric. I'm like, that is such genius, genius, Thank you. genius writing. <laughs> that was me. Hey, well, I can that. write Look at lyrics. You a lyric. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I, I, that's. I, I'm not saying this because I can't think of one. That's probably on the top of my list, and it's probably just because I wrote it. Um, it is a good. Yeah. One. You didn't hey, hear my joke. You didn't hear my joke. Now I was deep no, just sound cocky. <laughs> No, that's probably one of my favorites. Um, Look, I got good taste. Oh, oh. (laughs) End of Waiting on Nothing. End of Waiting on Nothing. Yeah. Um, Sunlight hits my face and I know I'll be all right someday. I know. Got so much life left in me. Can't wait for nothing. No nothing at all. Yeah. Which was also you. That was also me. Ironically. But anyway, I'll I'll find another job. (laughs) Um, Uh, it's not like a favorite, it's favorite not, drum fill you've ever played. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mine's not a deep one, but I I um, am really proud of Lucky Like a Four Leaf Clover. I, oh, I like him. I'm in love that with my best friend. That's been stuck in my head like, all freaking day. I feel like once we hit that line, it like that song became something really really cool for special. us. Special, something special. <laughs> but, it became something special <laughs> oh. for sure. That's I'm not even kidding you. This entire interview, that song has been stuck in my head. I love it. 
specifically specifically that part. I was like, I can't be having their songs stuck in my head during this. That's like, <laughs> that's a real fangirl moment. That's so awesome. <laughs> All right, here's one that hopefully won't cause any existential crisis. Yes, uh, go to studio snack. Um, well, we drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. Steven has to cut it off at like noon because he'll stay up all night. I'm That's like, true. I'm about to go make another cup, a pour over, like a nice pour over. <laughs> black lattes, black, pour over. Yeah, black pour over of a good, like, uh, uh, let's say like an Ethiopian bean, like mm-hmm. a Yergish chef maybe, um, oh, light to medium roast. Anywho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, we don't really snack a ton in the studio, but we do get, we eat a lot of fried chicken for lunch. <laughs> like today we had, we had Raisin Cane's for lunch and that's, that's so probably good. like three times a Very week. Very Arkansas of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're the champions. Yeah. It's so good, man. All right. What is a non-musical skill that you wish you had? Mm. I wish I could skateboard. Oh, I wish you could too. That's a good one. I, suck, I, I wish I, I could skateboard, skateboard too. Or dance. Basically anything with coordination. <laughs> really. <laughs> really. Um, I have recently gotten a little bit into cooking and I wish I had the like natural palate and like just ability to, to cook and like create recipes off, off kind of the top of my head just from knowledge, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to do it. It comes in no time. Oh, I'm the more you cook, I'm such a recipe person. Like my, uh, the, the food I make is really good, but it's like, if I'm not, by the by, every yeah. detail, um, it, it's not happening for me. Mm-hmm. I, right. I w- that's kind of my. I'm just like, I wish I could just like throw stuff together and be like, that's gonna work and it's gonna taste really good. Just yeah. be like, this is what I have in my pantry. This is what I'm having for dinner. Right. I'm gonna whip it up right now. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. get there though. We have a friend like that, and so every time she comes and visits, she's just like, what do y'all have? And we're like, this. She's that's like, great. all right, I'm gonna cook yeah. something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> all right, next question. What is your go-to comfort movie or TV show? Um, mine's <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. We watch Wheel of Fortune every single night yeah. at six thirty. As soon as it hits six thirty, it's on the TV. And and by proxy to us, they have rubbed off on us, and we watch <laughs> it. We watch it every night too. Um, Friends. Mm-hmm. We watch a lot of Friends. Oh, Lola yeah. and I could Good one. like do trivia and know literally everything. She's better at it than I am, but that's because I have the memory <laughs> of a squirrel. So mm. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Friends. Last question. I don't know which one of y'all take this, or maybe both will, but I know that. Y'all both seem to do a lot of thrifting. I've seen the Depops. Favorite item you've ever gotten from a thrifting adventure? Oh, that's a really good one. I I am just like really into uh, box boxy cut shirts right now. Just tees. I like we we basically cut our shirts for a long time, and then I I just like really got obsessed with finding the right length of shirt and r- right fit. Um and I. Th- I have like three shirts in my closet that I'm just like really proud that I got and and probably love way too much. But that's probably my answer is I have a I have a uh, a uh, uh, it's like an old like I don't even know what it says, but it's a like it's Korean kind of writing and it mm. and it just like fits perfectly. And I'm like, this is what every shirt should do. Why? Why can't they do this? You know, <laughs> but um, that and I'll stand up and show you. <laughs> oh, I just got snap. I just got these jeans. They're like old flares. I was gonna say, are they flares? Uh-huh. And they have <gasps> all right. So for the viewer who's listening, they are flares. And is that stitched? Yeah, yeah. it's embroidered. It says it's love. It's got a heart and an arrow. He's got on this one. He's this, got... uh, they must have really liked this girl named Mara with flowers when they did it. Aww. And I have a little. Uh, little I have some flowers, flowers back here, back. and then oh a God, little sunshine. So cool. Sunshine right here. Yeah, those are so cool. And I just, oh, I those just are love really them. Cool. 
Um, and I, to answer your question, um, call Stephen every morning at 8 a.m. and say, what, sh- what should I wear today? <laughs> and, uh, no, he's, he's definitely like, we both care about fashion, but he, he cares a bit more than I do. And so he's, he's kind of the visual driver of everything. So. You guys just when you go through you guys just go thrifting together I, and then well he or he'll go he'll go him. he's like hey, I'm gonna go to Goodwill I'm like sick just find me some good stuff and then he finds me good <laughs> there stuff there you go but it's so, kind it's kind of cool because it's dream. like it's part of our our thing now so like like literally for tour we we didn't buy any clothes that were like from a from a store or any new clothes they were it was 100 percent thrifted yeah and so it was like wow, that's awesome you know I just we I would just pick up you know, certain things that, um, I think would have, would fit me or him really well, or like we would go together really well and, and they became our show clothes and they were, it was all thrifted and, and, or vintage or whatever. And, um, yeah, it's, it's cool to like be able to do that and like kind of make it part of our thing because it's, it's a, it, it's been a passion of mine for a long time and, and for it to be part of our identity is, is, is really fun yeah. and cool. We literally had a big That's like really Home cool. Depot husky branded like i don't know like 80 gallon tub or something and it was just like jeans and flares and you know shirts and whatever and it was like every night he would just go underneath the bus and be like here's what you're wearing and i'm like what shoes he's like those and i'm like great let's go on stage <laughs> so um it makes I mean, you can tell dream. even from the outside though like yeah it's just one of those things too like a lot of y'all sound feels injected with these like themes from like 80s pop 90s pop early 2000s pop and so it's cool to see that like you're literally wearing t-shirts that are coming from when Possibly you know some times. of the references yeah. that you might have we're living to, you know, living nostalgia the, the early yep. <laughs> literally living that's, yeah. a re- that's a really amazing skill though like i don't think people give people who thrift enough credit because it is really hard to do and, yeah. and it's time I'm consuming like, very really time is. consuming and i'm not good at it at all and i really wish i can find like a vintage glassware no problem but like vintage clothing yeah i'm like not i'm not good at that (laughs) kudos to you guys (laughs) dude i think that pretty much does it i've had an amazing time thank you so much for giving me a couple hours of y'all's time yeah thank you i'm so so excited that y'all get to be the first guest i'm sure that some clips of this will come out on you know instagram as like little video clips yeah. and I'm, i might have to take a, a screenshot of the jeans and pop that in a yeah. little instagram <laughs> slideshow <laughs> yeah. but uh dude we've had such a good time this has been awesome y'all have been amazing guests thank you for being so open and honest and and giving such good kind of insight and, and feedback honestly if y'all ever want to come on again i'm down to have you guys if y'all are ever in orlando you've got somewhere to crash or if y'all don't want to stay here because you have families we'll go out dinner's on me for (laughs) sure but uh yeah i guess all that's left to do now let people know what you're up to let people know where they can find you i am gonna say i don't know if you're gonna plug it but if anybody has gotten this far in the podcast you have to go check out the jonely fans mm-hmm. where can people find you where can people support you what do you want people to know yeah uh, all of our socials are are at songs by joan so in- anywhere that uh social, social media <laughs> exists <laughs> you can type in songs by joan and you'll find us um and yeah, if you're interested, Jonely fans, we just started it and we're we're kind of building it from the ground up and and really having a blast with it. And if if you uh, like really want to um, kind of sink your teeth into Joan a little bit more and like see kind of what we're up to day day to day and and listen to bits of the album as we're writing and and producing them, come hang out on Jonely fans. It's it's we're having a, a ton of fun. So so yeah, I think awesome. that's it. That's Woo! Us.
Thanks for having us. Thank We're, you guys this was so an much. Honor. Yeah. Thank so you, thank great. you. Dude. Oh, are you kidding me? It was our pleasure. And literally, everybody's already stuck. I got several DMs that were like, dang, it normally takes podcasts like 30 or 40 episodes to have a guest I want to hear because they're all just like <laughs> kind of starting out and they're all just starting out with a banger. I was like, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Love it. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much for, for you know, checking in with us. Thanks for everybody who's listening, for tuning in. I've had an amazing time, but I'm gonna let y'all go. I can't wait to hear all the music y'all have been working on and see all the stuff that y'all have got coming to the Journey fans. But that's going to do it for this. Much love, guys. Peace. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, guys. Thank right, you, guys. That's, that's going to do it for this episode of The Soundtable. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, definitely go check out Joan. You can find all of their music on Spotify, Apple Music, all of that good stuff. Go follow them up on Instagram and definitely go check out their Patreon called Jonely Fans. We really, really appreciated having them. I had a blast and, you know... I'm really, really excited to host more guests like this. So if you like this episode, make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to support the podcast, you can head over to our website, Make Pop Music, and you can check out all of our free and paid content over there, including other podcast episodes, links to the YouTube videos, presets, samples, courses, all that good stuff. So if you want to support the soundtable, head over to makepopmusic.com. But that's going to do it for this episode. Once again, thanks to Joan. Go check them out after you're done with this. Much love, everyone. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,